What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Chaos in Christ podcast. I am your host, Alexi Felix, and I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me, uh, doing whatever it is you're doing. I hope that whatever I have to say brings value, blesses you, and just allows you to see Christ. That is my purpose. In the midst of all chaos, I want you to see Jesus. All right. He is the one that brings us peace. He's the one that will see us through it. So I appreciate you guys. Please share this with someone else. Uh, It obviously helps me. I want to grow this podcast. I have desires to do bigger things with it. And so I I obviously need listeners. And if you like me, (laughs) if you like what I'm saying here, then please share this with someone else. Leave a star rating review on Spotify, a worded review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, I would like to know what you're thinking, what you'd like me to speak about. Um, any prayer requests, go to my website. It's going to be in the description of the show notes. So wherever you're uh, listening to this podcast, you know there's a description section. Go there. Go to the link that says Chaos in Christ. That's my website. Click that. It'll redirect you to my website. And then on the very bottom, there's a microphone there, and you can leave a voice message. And if you don't want me to put it on the podcast, I definitely won't. Some might decide I might want to. It, you know, It might be worth it. Um, but leave your prayer request, any, you know, specific episode requests that you would like me to touch upon anything of that nature, whatever God puts in your heart at that point, you know, I want to serve you. And that's, that's the whole purpose. So enough of that. Let's get into what I really just want to talk about. Um, it's kind of crazy these days on what, what the time that we're living in Christians to be a Christian in America, anywhere to be a Christian anywhere, but definitely now in America where we're so used to not having to really deal with this in such a way, we can start to see that the heat is starting to turn up. The pressure is coming. And uh, we're in it. We are in it, okay? And so much has happened so far. Last week, I believe, January 16th, there was a kind of like a nationwide uh, preaching going on from pastors. They were preaching about sexuality and how basically the lord is the lord over sexuality and that is coming in light of canada's bill that was passed which was banning conversion therapy whatever that is right and it was so broadly worded that it was very concerning because what you're what what you read there was a potential of being criminalized for preaching about sexuality as the scriptures teach essentially making that illegal people that are called to preach i like i honestly believe that that is my desire and i desire to do that one day and pastor and preach i really do this is the first time i said that out loud but it would be one day my responsibility god lord willing and it is right now currently other pastors responsibility to preach the word no sugarcoating no watering down, to preach the word in and out of season. That is the responsibility of everyone, really, not just pastors and preachers. I mean, everyone. You call yourself a believer. You're a Christian. You are called to adhere to the word of God. The word of God is exactly what that is, his word. And his word does not return void, and it doesn't lie to you, and it isn't false. It didn't make a mistake. God's word is true. The Bible teaches us that his word is a double-edged sword. So, I mean, that is what 
the Can- the Canadian government and their bill, which, by the way, I, I from what I'm reading, didn't even go through Parliament for debate, which I guess that's their form of Congress. I am a little n- ignorant of it, so forgive me. But it would seem like that is their form of government. And this is where they would then hold debates based on specific bills and new legislation and, you know, how we do here in Congress. There was none of that. It was basically passed without any debate and it was set in stone and that it would now be illegal to do conversion therapy, right? I don't know what other entity or group or or fringe group is out there doing, quote unquote, uh, conversion therapy. I don't even know what that looks like, um, whatever. But as Christians, right, when it comes down to to us and us preaching the gospel and preaching the word and calling men and women who don't know Christ or even, in fact, reject Christ to repentance in love, right? We don't call people to repentance to put them down. We call them to repentance in love because we know what the scripture says about those that die in their sins, And that's what we do as Christians in love, preach Christ and him crucified because we would want to see them and pray that God would elect them and grant them grace to come to the foot of the cross and accept Christ as their Lord. All right. If he's drawing you, I mean, you can't come to him unless he draws you, but harden not your heart. Anyway. These things are so important. Recently, there has been a, a recent update on YouTube censoring John MacArthur's sermon who oppose transgenderism, basically naming male as male and female as female. I found this article on The Worldview in five minutes. Um, I'll read just a little bit because he does uh, accurately quote him and then the bill that I was talking about with Canada. Let me just read a little bit. Uh, Pastor John MacArthur of Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, California, preached the sermon Sunday about biblical sexuality, which was part of an effort by pastors across North America to protest new Canadian law that took effect January 8th after being pushed through Parliament with little debate. Like I said, the concern is that Canada's Bill C-4, that's the bill that bans conversion therapy, is broadly worded and could in effect, ban biblical teachings on sexual ethics and might even limit personal communications on the subject. 4,000 pastors preached against the unbiblical law from their pulpits. Fox News reported this. Now, according to Liberty Coalition Canada, the bill's wording is broad enough to allow for the, quote, the criminal prosecution of Christians who would speak biblical truth into the lives of those in bondage to sexual sins like homosexuality and transgenderism. Okay, again, I just mentioned that. I I, I probably should not have read that, but I guess it feels good to be validated for the words I just gave you. Okay, these are the the bill is so broadly worded. It, I mean, there's just a lot of ground there. And when you give it to the hands of men who have no fear of God and have, and probably in fact hate Him. And you are playing with men whose hearts are filled with tyranny and would that would force their way upon you. And in such a broadly worded bill, I mean, they could take it any which way they desire. And what do you think they're gonna do? I mean, come on, just let's let's step back and let's look at some common sense here. Let's use common sense rather. 
What do you think is going to happen when this, I mean, this bill is in effect now and, you know, maybe an official or someone in the congregation who gets offended at the preaching of the word then decides to go report it to the authorities. That's communism. That's totalitarianism. And it's going to happen. Someone's going to be offended. That's what the scripture, the gospel offends those that are perishing. It's going to happen. So what do you think is going to happen? Criminalization of pastors and preachers preaching the biblical truth. And you've already seen it in Canada. Pastor James Coates was arrested for doing the most obscene thing, which was open up his church and gather. Which is what the Bible teaches. It is a command from our Lord. We are to gather, not to neglect the gathering of the saints. And he was arrested, I believe, for a month. I may be wrong, maybe more, maybe less, but he was definitely arrested. There's another pastor. His name is uh, Arthur. I don't really know how to pronounce his last name, but he he too would kick out the authorities, the health, the public health authorities from his church. And I think he's he's set to be arrested for a couple of years now. Yeah, that's happening in Canada, guys. Canada, not that far from the United States. Now, check out what MacArthur, John MacArthur said. Again, he is the, the lead pastor of Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, California. And look, California, you already know, is a hot mess right now. All right, that, that state is run rampant by communists. And if you just do some Instagram searching, you can see videos of what is happening and it's very heartbreaking what these policies can do you know these policies that they keep promoting that's supposed to be equal for everyone it's causing destruction as it always does in history john MacArthur says and i quote simply stated there is no such thing as transgender you're either x or xy that's it god made man male and female that is determined genetically that is physiology that is science everybody loves to quote the science but then they want to ignore the science when it goes against their narrative that is reality this notion that you are something other than your biology is a cultural construct intended as an assault on god the only way you can address it honestly is to say god made you and god made you exactly the way he wanted you to be End quote of that. Continue, another quote. This is a war on God. I'm not going to let God tell me who I am. I'm not going to let God define me. I'm going to be my own God. I'm going to define myself. Pause. Everything he says there is true. Because that's exactly what we do when we decide to say I am not what I am in reality. That It's, abs- it's absurd. It is pure insanity. There is a delusion that is taking place there. And it's, it's, it's debased. It's not right. It is corrupted. It is abominable. Look, I don't think I need to stress it, but it, you know what's a female, you know what's a male, and you know there's only two. And that's it. It really is it. That, that is what our, our eyes have objectively seen. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what you feel. All right. I could feel like I am a millionaire. My bank account will tell you otherwise. But it, who's absurd that when you have, uh, pri- when you're privy to my account and can see the figures within it, and then I'm here telling you 
I am a millionaire. You're going to call me insane, delusional, psychotic, whatever, and you were probably almost right. One of those two are going to land just fine because you could objectively see in my bank account, I don't have the figures to rightfully call myself a millionaire. I don't have investments. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I have investments, but they don't equate to a million. You know, I'm just saying, give me an example. You would call me delusional if I even bring that argument. And here we are deciding to be afraid to say that male is male and female is female. And there's no way around it. That is the truth. And I applaud John MacArthur, who I say these words carefully because I know, you know, reformed folk get a little bit uh, worked up by this, but I believe he is a hero in the faith. Uh, Someone who has laid his life down to serve Christ all his life. The man is not that young, okay? He is in his 80s. And to this day, he stands watch, proclaiming and preaching the gospel and not watering down the scriptures. Culture has not won him over. He has stood fast preaching the word of God. And I pray God, the Lord God Almighty, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that I too, if indeed he's called me to it, would remain steadfast in the truth as as John MacArthur has done. So I agree with everything he has said. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 reads, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them, male and female. He created them. The bill, bill C4, actually calls this idea that that wanting to convert someone back to their original biological assignment that's literally what they pretty much say it's an assignment it's 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 nuts it's just delusional they call it a myth a myth you have to you have to truly believe that god is not there in order to speak in such a way about what god has ordained and spoken and you're and you're you are literally asking for it god is steadfast he is love he is long suffering he does not want the he does not desire that the wicked would perish but they would come to repentance but don't get it twisted god is not soft he is not a tamed god god is not a god who tolerates injustice and wickedness and sin he does not and will not ever he will bring proper justice to unrighteousness The Bible is clear on that. And when you mess with God's word and his his order, his created order, and then have the audacity to blaspheme him, his name, and his, his creation by calling it a myth, you are asking for the judgment of God on your nation. And in fact, I honestly believe that the judgment of God is on the nation of Canada, as is the nation of the United States of America. Because what we're seeing right now, it is a direct result and reflection of judgment. Of judgment. I might even turn to the passages of scripture to refer to that. But I don't want to, I try not to keep this long-winded. All right. Now, the article goes on to say, while he took a stand for truth, Pastor MacArthur also took a stand for compassion. Which, you obviously know the left and those that will seek to cancel him, like YouTube has uh, will not obviously bring this to light. Uh, MacArthur, end quote, while saying that with firmness, so you can understand it, 
I think this has to be dealt with love and compassion because there's some holes in the heart of someone going in that direction. There's a lack of being loved and accepted and feeling wanted and needed and significant. Do you hear what he was saying? He spoke the truth. That is the truth. There's only male and female. It is, it's reality. You can't take it away. It is the truth. It is what it is. But in love and in compassion, he then addresses the fact that we need to approach this with that, you know, love and compassion. Because what is happening is we are seeing individuals who have bought into this lie. And as Christians, we should be seeing that they are void. They have holes in their hearts. There is a deep pain and suffering that is happening within them. They are far from God and sin has completely eradicated them and is bringing them down. And as those that are called by grace, remember, we're not saved because we did anything that was a lot better than them. That somehow we have it all kind of put together. God saw it in the future and said, you know what? This guy, Alexi, he he's going to love me. I'm going to choose him. He's going to be a Christian. No, he just, he chose and, and, desired that I would know him and through the through divine election and grace alone just grace alone I had I am here speaking to you about Christ I didn't offer anything to Christ that would that would grant me this this salvation I had nothing good in me I am not anything I I sinned I have sinned I have done wretched things to this day that haunt me I live by grace alone faith alone, in Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. And so does every Christian by grace alone. So when we look at those that are suffering, that are outside of Christ in sin, and we see an ideology that is taking hold of the culture and is looking to sweep our children, our institutions, the very culture itself, we need to know that we do need to speak truth, but we need to understand that we need to get this in love. Now, my other point is this. YouTube calls it hate speech. Canada is essentially saying the same thing. And yes, we are to speak in love. But the problem with uh, Christianity today in our culture, in, in America, and I guess Canada as well, is that we confuse what love is. And we also obviously confuse what hate is. Is it hatred to warn someone of a justice that will that will land on their heads if they don't change their minds and their hearts is it hate now obviously you may not believe that there's a god and that's a whole different other topic that's another topic we would talk about that your atheism is sin in it of itself right and and our beliefs based on scripture we're calling you to repentance. Hey, guess what? Who else do we call to repentance? The heterosexual who is living sexually immorally outside of marriage, sleeping around, fornicating, committing adultery, lusting. Remember, the Bible teaches us that Jesus in his, uh, told us that in our hearts, if we've so much as lusted, we've already committed adultery. This goes deep, guys. And guess what? If we don't repent, if we don't put our trust in Christ, repent of those sins, and continue to walk in newness of Christ, we too deserve hell and will indeed go to hell. There is justice. You want God to be just for your social justice movement, but you don't want him to uphold it for you, then I couldn't trust that God. 
All right, because then there would be a wavering within his standards. And God does not waver in his holiness. He is separate from us and he has established his covenant with his people. He has told us what not to do and how not to sin. It isn't hate to tell someone that what they are doing will bring them death, destruction, and chaos. It's love. You know what is hate? Is to to affirm their own destructive paths. You would you would think I was crazy if you had a uncle who was drug addicted and you love your uncle, but he's done some things because of the addiction that runs his life. You you would want him to let it go, get help. You know, obviously go to um, uh, rehab. Obviously, get support. You would want to see your loved one, uncle, loved one, whatever. I may be touching a string here. But you would want to see that loved one churn from that lifestyle because you know what drugs, what, what these, these things do, you know, the, the heavy ones, where they lead you to. All the drugs, anyway. It's destruction. It's, it's, it's either imprisonment. It's, it's decay. It's death. It's death. It's, we all know the ultimate end of this. It's never good. Those wages just pay in death. Sin sin pays in death. And you would want that uncle or that loved one to turn from it. And what if I came around the corner and I looked at your uncle and said, you know what, man, do you. All right? You love this? You love doing it? Do you. All right? Take advantage of it. Be free. We're all going to die anyway. Would you say that I have love for him? No. No, because obviously it would have to do with your loved one. And so now you're getting to pick and choose. Because true love, true love will lay down a life for their friends and would be honest with them. Even if their friends hate it. Even if they don't want to be your friend anymore. Because you know that the path that they're headed to is going to lead to destruction and and agony and pain. And you, you would be a, a hating, you're a hater if you don't. Try your best to to point them in another direction, to be the light in the midst of their darkness. You are a hater. And yet, you want Christian believers who are renewed by grace alone, who walk in newness of faith in Christ Jesus to just affirm someone's delusions and abominations and wickedness. That's not going to happen. Now, I know that the culture has definitely infiltrated a lot of the Christian denominations. And, hey, we're seeing the the sheep from the goat. All right? The separation is taking place. We know who is of us. We know who, who are real, true Christians and who really didn't hold on to the faith. It's just going to be more evident as time goes on. But that's not hate. YouTube doesn't know what hate is. And if YouTube wanted to be truly fair, they would then go ahead and quote the rest of what I just quoted and how he finished it. MacArthur saying that even though while he says it with firmness, he also says, so you understand it. I think this has to be dealt with love and compassion because there's some holes in the heart of someone going in that direction. That is coming from a place of love and compassion and desiring people to come into grace and to be saved. A person who hates would not care. They will let you just 
do your thing. You know, it's funny. The left says that all the time. I was watching a um, debate with Matt Walsh on Dr. Phil, and this lady was saying something along the lines of, I don't know why you even care about this. See, that's the point, right? We we do care. We're, we, we trust in God. We believe his word. We care because of this ideology. I mean, it is destructive. It is destructive, and it's not just destructive to the individual and, the, and the, what he does to his own body. Because remember, sexual immorality, as the scripture teaches us, is a sin against your own body. But not only that, for generations to come, for the culture, and for for the dynamic of the family unit. I mean, there's so much implications of what sin does. It's not just it's not just offending someone. There are real consequences to this because we live in the earth in a world that is created by God who has established laws within it. We got to get that to, to you know, we got to get to the point of that. Now, obviously, uh, unbelievers and leftists won't care to listen to this, so I'm talking to believers hopefully and maybe just, you know, believers trying to make sense of this whole thing. I would encourage you, you got to stand for the truth. Now, uh, this bill with C4, you know, again, very broad, right? Uh, very concerning how it's been uh, worded. And so I'm going to read a little bit of uh, something off scripture. Again, this is what the Bible teaches. They ban conversion therapy. Anything that would obviously try to attempt to change someone's mind on their sexual preference and obviously we're speaking homosexuality and transgenderism here's what the bible says in first corinthians chapter six uh we're gonna go ahead and start in verse nine just to give it a little bit more context uh the apostle paul is clearly writing to the corinthian church there's been a lot going on in the corinthian church and so there was there's been a lot of um order that paul had to obviously put together this letter comes to set that straight now, in verse 9, it reads, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? All right, we, we understand that, right? As believers, um, as, as, under, as understanding who God really is, not what the world says God is, but as what the Bible teaches us, he is a just God who will not pardon the wicked, who will punish sin, who has punished sin, but has given us a way to be forgiven for that sin. But nevertheless, if that if that way is rejected, and you are outside of that way at, in death, then the Bible is clear: the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's chapter uh, six of First Corinthians, starting in verse nine. Reading on, do not be deceived. That is so key, and I could stay on that for a minute. I'm not going to. I, I want to keep this. I want to end this pretty soon. But do not be deceived, which is what they are doing. They are deceiving people. They are deceiving through academia, through the public school systems, through corporations, through media. I mean, they are deceiving, and they have been doing this for a very long time. It's been under our nose. We dropped the ball. But this call here. Paul calls us here to not be deceived, which means there's a potentiality that you can be deceived. Because check this out. And reading on. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, 
nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And here, verse 11 is very key. Keep in mind what the bill in Canada reads. Anything that has to do with converting, right? Verse 11 says, And such were some of you. That sounds a lot like conversion, does it not? As such were some of you. With a bill that is so broadly stated, this being preached and heard, going viral online, sounds like someone just broke a quote-unquote law. This is why I'm speaking about this. This is why this is so important. Because then they would have pastors and preachers, biblical teachers, not preach these sections. Basically skip over it. But the God, but God, God has called us to preach the word and the whole entirety of the word. We cannot in our conscience seclude passages of scripture. We just can't. As And such were some of you. So Paul before that is telling everyone that the unrighteous won't. He's telling the Corinthian church, the unrighteous will inherit the kingdom of God. And he gives a list of those that practice these things, that are greedy, that are drunkards, that are revilers, swindlers, that that practice homosexuality, adulterers, idolaters, right? Taking anything else but God, but naming it as God. False religions out there, sexually, sexually immoral, all right? They won't inherit the kingdom of God. And as he's addressing the Corinthians who are saved and have been redeemed by the blood of Christ and have come to that knowledge and have accepted that truth and call themselves Christians, he then reminds them, and such were some of you. And he goes on to say, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. Remember, God is just and he will be bringing justice. And for the Christian believer, justified. Why? How? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. That is how we are justified. Because we don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve grace. We don't deserve salvation. But we are justified and made righteous not by our own sake or our own working or even our own blood. But by the blood of the Lamb, Christ Jesus, who came and took the cross for these very sins that you see running rampant in our culture and causing chaos. And the Bible teaches us in, in, in Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess in your, with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And that is our message to, to, the, to the world, right? Our message to the world is that they would hear this and that the Holy Spirit would then work in them and open their eyes and that irresistible grace would take place and then they would surrender their lives when they realize and recognize the error of their ways and the filthiness of their sin. It happened to me and it happened to every any, every other believer out there. Such as were some of you. Brothers, sisters, my friends, Here's my point. Persecution's coming. 
It is now deemed hate speech to, to preach this stuff. This is what the Lord has told us in the scriptures would happen. If they hate him and persecute him, they will persecute us. Because they're really trying to persecute him. They are opposing God. They are saying that they are their own gods. And that we don't need his standards of living. But we do. Otherwise, this whole world as we see it today wouldn't be in so much chaos. It's so funny. Sin is so delusional that they can't even see the chaos in the midst of themselves. As long as they feel good. And that is dangerous. And so I would urge you to pray for Canada and the government that they would repent. Pray for the United States and the government that they would repent. Australia government that they would repent. I think they're fining them now for not taking the vaccination. This is where we're at, guys. This is where we're at. But we are called to be salt. We are called to be light in the midst of darkness. Be the church. Pray for the church. And be bold of your faith. Preach the gospel. Speak the truth in love and compassion. But do not waver. Don't put your tail in between your legs. Don't be a coward. Because this is the time that God has predestined us to live through sovereignly by his providence we are living in this time and this is our time to do the work and to to proclaim christ be encouraged because while everyone else panics and freaks out what's going to happen those that are in christ can sleep peacefully at night even the world even if the world burns we know where our last resting place is we will dwell with the lord forevermore if you fear death and are trying to save your life now, then it, I would just ask yourself, are you an actual Christian? I struggle with that too. But here's the thing. Here's another truth. You ain't getting out of here alive. And you don't know when it's coming. And then one day it might come. God has it all under his control. He is sovereign. And you're not. So have no fear. Put your trust in him and be bold and be encouraged because Christ has us. He has us, and by his grace, we have him. I hope that this provides some new perspective and encouragement, and I hope that it just fires you up for the things of God and his kingdom and to go out and share Christ with your loved ones. All right? I know it's crazy out there. I know it looks like it's it's just the end times. <laughs> Maybe. All right? I don't know. I like to stay positive and know that we can still fight this wickedness and tyranny by being Christians, creating, working hard, giving glory to God, and being rebels by just simply doing what God has called us to do. Be, be faithful, gather together, get married, grow a family, teach that family how to love Christ, and then repeat, discipling one another. So, thank you for tuning in. And remember, in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. God bless you.